Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Today is January 28, 2016. This is episode 42. The Economist Group just released a report on democracy throughout the world. I'm joined by co-host Dr. Nancy Snow and Michael Chuchek. Dr. Snow, Japan has fallen a couple of steps and it is now characterized as a flawed democracy. How about that? Yeah, well, it was interesting. This report was released January 21st, and that happened to have been the same day that Rick O'Berry, uh, an activist against the dolphin hunting in Japan, uh, was officially, uh, or papers were drawn up to have him de uh, deported from Japan. And I couldn't help but note the irony, because he arrived on Monday, January 18th, and he was trying to enter the country. And Japan had, the Japanese government has sort of had enough of his activism. This He's is the, the guy, fellow that produced The Cove. He, he was the star of The Cove. He was the trainer of Flipper. He's a very well-recognized global activist. There's no question mm -hmm. why he was coming back to Japan. Uh, I think that the government had sort of reached its level of uh, sort of intolerance of, of having him become a voice of opposition against Taiji and what goes on there. So the report, though, from The Economist gets released the same day that the deportation announcement occurs. It got me thinking about that same week, another flawed democracy, because indeed there were four that went down Hill, one being France, Costa Rica, South Korea, and Japan. So it's it's not just singling out Japan. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a huge drop, by the way. So, But nevertheless, you do have to put this in a larger context. In the same week of Rick O'Berry arriving here and trying to get the global media attention, being somewhat ignored by the Japanese media, you have a figure not at the level of Rick O'Berry, but P Pamela Anderson, a celebrity in the U.S. who's a big animal rights activist, who at the invitation of a minister in the French National Assembly speaks that same week that Rick O'Berry tries to get into Japan, and she right. speaks out against the force feeding of the ducks and geese to make the national delicacy foie gras. Right. Here's my point. She made her voice known. She left, returned to her adopted country of the U.S. She's originally Canadian. So the, the problem with Japan, the reason why The Economist demoted Japan has a lot to do with media censorship, the uh, state secrets law enactment, uh, some of the intimidation from the Japanese government to control advertising and media mm -hmm. to get people to sort of... Uh, to give uh, writers and reporters kind of a chill pill about what right. they're going to cover. Uh, so the longer that Rick O'Berry stays in this limbo, this legal limbo, because he's being held still outside of the Narita Airport, and he probably will have to go at some point. But the longer he stays there, the more sort of global sympathy uh, rises in, in his favor. No matter what you feel about the dolphin hunting. That's right. not the point as much I'm trying to make as the democratic process. We're going to talk today about Abe, this being the year of Japan and Abe really going global mm -hmm. and assuming global leadership at the UN with the G7 meeting. So much going on. 
They've made policy speeches saying we're going to take it up the next level. You have this, this trying to be a global leader, but at the same time, this sense that, well, the full story isn't really being told here because there are certain things that the government's sensitive about. And Rick O'Berry is going to exploit that. So in my mm-hmm. op-ed in the Japan Times this week, I said, why not just let him air his views, hold a debate? You know, Fukuzawa Yukichi, who uh, founded Keio University, had a debating society. The, the old building is still there on campus. He promoted public presentation of mm-hmm. ideas. And so in the spirit of internationalizing the university, let's take an international issue like dolphin hunting, give him his say, and then ask him to politely leave. He so won't do, have the do, same... What, what, excuse me, what is he being re- refused for? What, well, what is the legal basis? He, he hasn't broken any Japanese laws, has he? No, the, the, the only thing that I've heard is that he misrepresented the purpose of his visit. Oh, he did, said did he, he, he wanted to see dolphins. Right. Huh? Yeah, so so is, is that, that's the, the whole thing? That he, 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 when he was asked by the that he lied officer, about his his reasons his for being here. For being here, yeah, and and so I mean I made the joke. He, you know, he's not trying to go how take the ride. He, how do they know he lied? What, 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 I'm going by. Did what they the take a, a scan of his brain? And <laughs> uh-huh. The truth is something quite different. Oh, you're right. We didn't see where he went. I right. mean, we didn't see him rent a car and see he may have taken off to uh, Yokohama. But he was never allowed. He's not been allowed into the country. So, That's right. And he's so he's persona non grata for well, for and what? now he's ratcheted it up and said he's a political prisoner. See, he just did an interview, I think, with one of the wire services over the phone. And this then goes global. Mm-hmm. So the longer that the government really mm-hmm. doesn't okay. explain it, it. It's like I often say, information abhors a vacuum. When you don't give us enough information, we're going to play it up and turn it into a conspiracy theory, and he's going to just ride this wave out, no pun intended. (laughs) But, I mean, he is a 76-year-old fellow and, and, you know, the flipper trainer. I mean, you can't get more sort of (laughs) touchy-feely pro-Rick O'Berry. Had it not been for your article, I wouldn't have known that he was visiting Japan again because it's not really time for the, the dolphin hunt in Taji at, right. at this point. That's right. But for, for internationally renowned documentary artists like him to come to Japan, I mean, people do that all the time. Why, why now is, is this kind of being wrapped up and, and closed by the Japanese government? I don't understand well, it. Well, they're certainly not managing it in a very smart way. Mm-hmm. But then again, this is where the division the vertical division between the ministries comes into play. Mm. So it's the Ministry of Justice having to to handle immigration, immigration matters, right. and it has its procedures, and they are they are rather primitive, to put it mildly, uh, and very brutal. And whatever the Conte and the, the media people in in the Prime Minister's residence might want to do yeah. to manage this in a better way. They they can't handle the folks who are across the street because that's their bailiwick and they're going to defend it. So it, e- even if someone has read your op-ed yeah. and someone says, yes, yes, right. exactly, the, mo- the most that they can do is take your op-ed to the Ministry of Justice, to mm-hmm. whomever it is as a decision maker there, and say, look, see, it's not working. Mm. Figure out something. Right. I think he's detested here in Japan for exposing, you know, dolphin hunting and the, the tradition that's going on. And also the, for, for hypocrisy in that 
these foreigners they eat meat right so they kill animals right what's the difference yes. that that whole narrative save the cows that, that's right, right that's right o- only indian hindus can can be moral <laughs> in this issue but you saw the cove right I have never seen it. Okay, he's a big star. In it, it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good movie, and it's cool, and it shows how he's actually being harassed and chased yeah. by by villagers. We don't want you around here. Don't film this. We know That's that you right. you've been here before, and you had this movie. So he goes to visit, you know, that area um, every time he comes here. And I mean, let's be honest: the Japanese government can admit or reject anybody That's coming right. in to visit the of country. Course. But it has there has to. Under there must be international treaties that cover the movement of people across mm. borders, and unless you have a, a demonstrable reason, you can't just say we don't like you. I think you can. Oh, really? I, I think it's. A, I think it is a privilege. It is <laughs> yeah. not a right. Just because you that's are, what I, I said. I mean, the in doors. We yeah. try and keep the doors open, and there is a um, a bilateral agreement where you can come in as a tourist. You don't need to have a visa. But I mean, he is he's but, famous. Yeah, but if, the thing is, if. You're saying that he misrepresented himself, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's the, the source of the problem. Well, the only person who could say that he misrepresented himself is himself, saying, "I actually didn't mean that. when I said that. I was being facetious. I was being mendacious." Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Well, then I can understand. But if he's if he maintains this lie and says, "I'm here merely to look at dolphins," what's I don't get the deal. But but I, but. In a broader sense, having to do with media censorship, having to do with control, uh, the issue is, of course, is that this has not appeared at all in Japanese I'm, news right. media of any sort. Well, mm-hmm. it's interesting you say that because I did hear from a professor when I posted this online, and he said we were talking about this case and we didn't see it covered uh-huh. in the Japanese press because I was looking at how it went global in the English language. Media mm-hmm. and online, and there's even a petition, and so <laughs> there's a lot of viral activity mm-hmm. around this, and so it's confusing to people because even with the misrepresentation of the visit, everybody knows why he's here. Mm-hmm. So then, what are you afraid of? Because he's been here, I think, twelve or thirteen times. Mm-hmm. I mean, multiple times in order to even shoot the documentary film. And I just think there was some point of okay, that's it. We've had enough. But in that context of Japan getting that sort of image of oh, democracy, not a full democracy now, mm-hmm. it it creates a bit of a, a problem. Uh, yeah, maybe I, not. Maybe from the, even pressure on the Japanese government to lay off. And la- sure. And, and and certainly it has been lay pushing down. Yeah. Yes, it, I mean, very blatantly against the Asahi Shinbun, with even the prime minister condemning it uh, right. for carrying out what its job is, is trying to find the truth. Sometimes what you report is not 100% the truth. You try to do your best, yeah. because otherwise you lose your customers. But right. sometimes you get things wrong. But the narrative of the government has been, you must publish only things that are true. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We're the only people who know what's True. So you publish what we say, uh, or if you do ask questions that we don't like, we don't show up. As right. has happened to the the Foreign Correspondents Club in Japan, sure. gets no members no. of the cabinet anymore, right? Because it's, they ask questions that are not pre-screened, and there is no 
prep work for it. They, are, they ask questions based on what they're interested in, and the government doesn't want you to ask those things. Well, see, this is what I don't understand, because if Prime Minister Abe wants to welcome in the world leaders and the world media along with it, then let's establish sort of, let's kind of prime the wheel of that process now, as opposed to right. putting in these little kinks. Uh, it, you, you want people to write good things, uh, so give these reporters here a sense that they are welcomed and they can ask their questions and they don't have to self-censor. I look at Asahi Shimbum and I see it as sort of losing some of its fangs. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the watchdog role of the press, it had a very important role to play. Now it seems like the Japan Times uh -huh. is sort of taken up some of that slack. And that's why I'm glad that they will run my pieces because... Yeah. I'm not trying to be condemning and, and put this in a black-white context. I'm always looking for the gray area mm -hmm. and the missed opportunity. And I think that with Japan, it's strong in so many industries, and it needs to just get that story uh, shared with the world, and it shouldn't be so fearful about people asking questions. What's wrong with that? That's right. the democratic process. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to Fukuzawa. I mean, I'm, I, I love to use him as my example as opposed to Ben Franklin. I, had, but I, I call had, him the Ben Franklin. But I, I had a, an argument on Twitter with a naturalized Japanese citizen. He was a, previously a citizen of another country. And his view and his point of view, and it's shared by a lot of people, mm -hmm. is that when you give, especially foreign journalists mm -hmm. or foreign academics such as yourself, right. of leeway, you always point out the bad things about Japan. And you only say what how bad the country is and what's wrong with it. And that and, he, and his statement was, is there any country in the world that is so blessed with so many foreigners telling it well, how bad it is? <laughs> uh, and while I disagree with his yeah. point of view, I do sympathize with people who might feel that way, who are who don't seem to appreciate, you know, it is mm -hmm. out of this bad news, good news kind of interplay that what some semblance of what is the truth comes out. People want to have the truth being what they, they feel. Sure. And not, you know, the interplay of actually two sides of the story coming out. Yeah. Right? Well, and the only thing worse would be ignoring. How would Japan mm -hmm. feel if we just ignored it? Because... I come at this from a lot of deep affection and love for Japan. So if I didn't care about the place, I wouldn't have anything to say. But I feel invested mm -hmm. in being here. And I don't see my role to be a gadfly or always an iconoclast. And, but, but rather, as an educator, I'm responsible to my students to be an example of speaking up. Everything mm -hmm. we do when we interact communication, we also go public in our communication. Abe wouldn't give speeches on policy if he didn't think that that didn't matter. And right. so it shouldn't be a role just for government to make pronouncements, but people should respond to that and have their own voices. So my only example is have a voice. You can be very much full of praise and and But there are plenty of people who praise and right. sometimes almost do it with blinders on. And no country is an absolute democracy. Mm -hmm. So flawed is always relative. You could say there are extreme amounts of flaws in the U.S. too. So um, I, right. I just love this country so much and want to see it 
do better in global public relations. Right. But the thing is, in this case, the, the, the control of the Abe administration over media affairs has, is part of the reason why The Economist made this judgment. That's right. They, in, and they of have, course. you know, okay, you see the opportunity of, for, for example, the G7 summit mm. as a chance to, for Japan to open up to the world. Mm -hmm. They see it as a chance to present a particular vision mm -hmm. of Japan. Mm -hmm. And right. it's going Different. to be, it's going to be yeah. that way. And it, and the media here collaborate on that. Yeah. The, the, we had the stunning example in the case of Amari Akira, the uh, Minister of Economics, whom I hope we're going to discuss in, in one of these episodes, where the day his, the, the uh, article on his scandal where he supposedly was bribed by a company and with, with photographs and uh, audio recording and everything with Ooh. this, uh, that the day that that happened and was talked about in the diet and debated in the diet, Abe that evening had a media dinner with the chairman of the Yomiuri Shinbun, oh. the head of the news department of the Nikkei Shinbun, TV commentators all had dinner together. Now, the media has to be responsible, has to say, look, mm -hmm. this will look very bad. We're going to cancel this particular dinner mm -hmm. because it will look like collusion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, it looks like collusion because it probably is. Wow. They didn't cancel. Nobody canceled. They didn't cancel. <laughs> it was inside, and the dinner was held in. With the host was the Omiyori Shinbun. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. You know, it's just you, you, something you would not think. But he, that's the reason why the EIU, the Economist Intelligence Unit, has come to that determination. Right. Mm. Well, the Economist Group is not the only one who's watching Japanese politics. We are too. Stay tuned as we follow this issue. <laughs> 